Hey, hey, welcome back to the Rad Dad Podcast, episode seven. Fellas, we made it. March is here. This is March. Shout out John Rothstein. Rothstein. Shout out Norlander. Shout out GP. The eyes are all on college basketball now as the brackets are being filled out. We have filled ours out. We are going to get to it. First, though, I do want to give a shout out to our man, Ja, who is taking that first step and has entered into a uh, counseling program in Florida. Um, Adrian Woj announced Wojnowski. a Woj bomb uh, reporting alongside um, what's his oh, Tim McMahon. Good Lord. Uh, he's entered a counseling program in Florida. There remains no timetable for his return. Uh, I don't know what kind of counseling program it is, but that's good. He's admitted that he needs to receive some help and, uh, this will be good for him. And, uh, the Grizzlies, I think can do just fine while he's getting his head right. And, uh, you know, getting ready for that stretch run in the playoffs, but, uh, but good on him for uh, getting some help. I think he might have, his hand might have been forced a little bit when the pictures leaked of uh, all the money and uh, the random appetizers that were on the table at the uh, at the nightclub, but that's neither here nor there. It's uh, it's good. Dude, He's guys doing more to put single mothers through college than any government program in the history of the country. That's all I'm going to say about that. He's a, he is a philanthropist. You know, that's I what- thought it was pretty responsible of him and actually kind of fun, you know, uh, financially smart for him to get all of his, all of his money out of One Silicon bank. Valley bank and, yeah. uh, diversifying and giving it, it to, was. uh, to the hard workers there. Also, um, I didn't know you could go to rehab for just partying. Yeah. I, I, I called it party counseling. So maybe, yeah. I don't know, but that's good. Um, Good for him. We're getting to see the blossoming of David Roddy, which is a yeah. good thing. Roddy, Roddy Piper. Um, Pretty deep depth for us going into the the stretch run here. He needs. That's what he needs to do. He needs to show up to the next game with a kilt on. Actually, <laughs> nod nice. to Roddy, Roddy Piper. What uh, I mean, as long as as long as we don't let the uh, the Sacramento light the beams catch us, then. Uh, or completely catches for the season, then we're good. I know I, and I, I don't want to offend you because I know you're a big fan of Sacramento and lighting the beam and everything. So I don't want to like offend you there, but I just, you know. My fandom was Sacramento died when James left. Yeah. <laughs> they, did, they did your boy dirty. I still have that jersey somewhere. <laughs> is Tyreek Evans? He's not there anymore, is he? God, no, no he got kicked out of the league. Hell yeah. Okay. Sorry for partying. What did he do? It was something someone drugs, wasn't it? Yeah. He got too many drug suspensions, I think. Classic. Um, yeah, shout out Baltimore. Um or not Baltimore, I think of Will Barton. Um where's he from? Is he from Who, Tyree? He was from Pennsylvania somewhere. The, let's say Philly. Philly or one of the many Philly suburbs. I guess we can just look it up. He was from Jeanette, Pennsylvania. Like, uh, what's his name? <laughs> born, in, born in Chester. Oh. 
Went to American Christian Academy in Aston. That's a fake school if I've ever heard of one. <laughs> yeah, just put Christian in there. Academy. You're good. Uh, yeah. All right, so let's get into the brackets. Uh, we we got a we got a full docket, but let's let's get there first. Um, it's March. It's time. Playing games start on Tuesday and Wednesday, and then we got the first round kicking off Thursday. Uh, how do we want to do this? We want to go just do we want to go backwards? Say Final Four first, and then talk upsets, or do do you want to go? Re, let's just go region by region. I was gonna, yeah, regions. I think. What do you what do y'all think's the toughest one? West. I think I think the West by far. Kansas has a tough road. Yeah. East is low key tough for Purdue. Cause I think that second round matchup against I pick Memphis. I think Memphis is gonna give them all they can handle. And then whoever gets through that is either gonna get Duke or Tennessee. And then down there at the bottom, it ain't no baby either. So uh, yeah, I think the West is by far the toughest. You got you got Arkansas, you got UConn, TCU, Gonzaga, and then UCLA all down at the bottom as a two. But um, y'all got any trendy upset picks? I I really didn't. I had a couple that were like close seeds, but like nothing like last year with like St. Peter's, you know, fifteen over two or anything. Uh, I'm just now realizing that I picked three uh, 10 over sevens. Mm. Didn't mean to do that. Uh oh. Who are and they? Then... <laughs> I got one 10 over seven. Other than that, I don't think I picked anything like crazy. I got the uh, I got the Trojans moving on against Michigan State, which typically goes against my rule of death taxes and Tom Izzo winning in March. But uh, yeah, that team's garbage, though. Yeah, they just they just been I mean, so up and down, and I have a hard time not like taking them out of the first, like not having them move past the first round. I have them losing. Well, no, I guess I don't have them. I have them beating Marquette too. That's stupid. I mean, the thing is, like, I just like <laughs> typical. That's busted. Tip, typical to me, like the Big Ten's just trash. Like they, they put up a lot Uh-oh. of stuff in the, in, during the season, and what they haven't had a they haven't had a national champion since the Michigan State team. Yeah, I mean, yeah. don't they don't they have the most teams in the tournament? Isn't it nine? Probably it's it's like that every year. And they always just get beat. Like they play, they play trash basketball. It's boring. Like they're the most fun team to watch is Indiana when like they're actually flowing well. Other than that, I mean, you want me to get excited about Northwestern? You want me to get excited about Michigan State this year? You know, Rutgers got snubbed, but it's like don't lose fourteen games. You know. I just like. I don't know. I. I didn't go super chalky, but I I do have a lot of um, you know the 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 higher seeds or I guess the lower seeds depending on how you say it. Um, 
definitely in the second in like the round of 32 in the sweet 16 like the craziest yeah. second round matchup i guess is i got 10 seed southern cal against marquette the two um that's really it though like i i don't really now you're always going to say well i feel good about my bracket you know you say it every year and there's always going to be some kind of weird upset. Um, it's still it's still mind blowing to me that there's only been four one seeds to make it to the final four one time, which is pretty remarkable. Um, which I only have one four seed in my final four, but uh, yeah, I mean, I kind of I kind of ran through this bracket earlier today when I filled it out, and I went back and looked, and I was like, man, that was that was kind of boring. Um, but I don't know. I, you know, it's, it's March. There's bound to be, you know, I'm going to get something wrong for sure. But I, I really don't like some of these trendy matchups that are typically like, Ooh, that's it. Like the 11, six or the 14, three or the 10, seven. Like, I, I really don't see any of those being wacky this year. Like I, I, I don't see Furman beating Virginia. Um, I guess a, a quote upset. I got West Virginia moving on against Maryland in the first round. Yeah. Um, but again, that really doesn't matter because they're playing Alabama in the round of 32. So I think whoever comes out of that Mississippi State versus Pitt playing game, that would be the team out of the play in that I think will win a game. The, I think either of those teams can beat Iowa State. Okay, see, man, that would be, I, that would be an eleven-six. Man, I I don't know. I, I kind of sneaky like the Cyclones. I think that they there's just something about them, man. I don't know. I I like them to you know not a huge run, but. I, I like Otts. I think he's a good coach. Um, I'm trying to find them in my damn bracket. There they are. Yeah, I got them winning. I, I got them getting to uh, the Sweet 16 and taking on Texas. Um, man, that those two round of 32 games right there, Iowa State Xavier and A&M versus Texas are two good ones. Yeah, the A&M versus Texas, that shouldn't be a – Second round matchups. Yeah, that's that's a bummer. But man, I Miami, Indiana's kinda kinda funky. I know Larinega's a, a hell of a coach and and they typically do well, at least in the first two rounds in March, but Indiana can really sneak up on you. Um what's his name is, you know, player of the year candidate. And I think that that he could, you know, go off and 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 they could go on some kind of little bit of a run there. Um, God, what's his name? Uh, I'm just drawing a complete blank. Uh, who's the player of the year candidate at Indiana? Uh, Trace Jackson Davis. Yes. Jesus. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he can take over a game, and especially in those early rounds. Um, but... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we don't have to go through – I mean, we said we were going to go through each region. I mean, 
who um I would just say like York, like what do you think of the draw that Tennessee got? I mean, I know it's kind of up in the air with the injuries, but I don't think it matters because you know, if, without Ziggler, they can't do they're not gonna go far. I mean, I don't think they'll think they'll get past their first round game against Louisiana. Um, I have them beating Duke, but I think Duke is one of those hot teams that Duke will probably beat them. I yeah. just really, I really just I'm hoping for a Tennessee Memphis matchup that I know will never happen. But it sucks. Um, like, I do think Tennessee, without the injury, is a legit, you know, elite eight type team. Right. That's, I think it so just, too. But without yeah. with that injury, it's that's like such a vital part of it, especially defensively. Yeah. Um, they have two guys. They have Muscovy um, and Sire Jordan James that you have to hope show up. Yeah. If one of them doesn't, then you're kind of screwed. But you know, like that, I said, Memphis man. is my Memphis is my favorite pick, which only because, like I said, with the whole Kimball Walker, Shabazz Napier. Yeah. They got the one player that is hot, hot, hot. Took over the conference tournament, took over um that entire thing. That 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 game with him and DeAndre in that second half was remarkable to watch. It's unreal. I mean, the, the tough thing about me, and, and I, I don't dislike the draw at all, but I mean, Florida Atlantic metric, you know, kind of metric wise is a pretty similar team to Memphis. I mean, I know Memphis has a tougher strength of schedule, things like that, but I mean, they're pretty similar in terms of offensive and defensive tempo. So I, mean, I think that's going to be a good game. The only thing that worries me about if they get through that to Purdue is I think Kendrick can get his. I do. But what's DeAndre going to do? Because every time he gets down low, there's going to be a guy that's what seven five waiting there for him. Yeah, and that's the one thing. It's like okay, <clears throat> yeah. I know that Kendrick can put up forty if he needs to put up forty, but he might need to put up forty five. Like, yeah. Yeah, like that's the that's the one kind of tough thing. Not saying that you know, it's not like I think well if they played Kansas or they played Alabama, that you know they would have definitely won or anything like that. It's just you know. I, I like the chances against those teams better. But I guess they couldn't have played Alabama with, with seeding principles because they played them already this year out of conference. They would have had to been they would have had to been out west in Kansas. Yeah. Who is y'all's uh your final four? Who is your highest seed or your lowest seed? <laughs> um who? <laughs> I went yeah, just just to, just to get my final four, I went uh, Bama out of the South. I mean, they have a pretty easy road, to be honest with you. Uh, went Marquette out of the East. You know, I thought Creighton was going to be the team that broke it in the Big East this year, and they just never did. And while I kept on waiting for Creighton to break it, Marquette just said, well, we'll just play really good basketball. So Marquette in the East, uh, Texas in the Midwest, so beating Houston in the lead eight to get there. And then I've got Kansas – or K- Texas in the Midwest and Kansas in the West. So I was 1-1-2-2. One, one, two, two. Hmm. I've got one eight one six. Which I look at it, I'm like, oh, like going through it. I mean, I think if Memphis gets past, if they can get past Purdue, I think, I think they're going to beat either Duke or Tennessee. And yeah. I've got them after that going uh, against Kansas State. I think they could beat Kansas State. You yeah. And they go to Bama. You know, I have them playing Bama in the Final Four, but they'll, you know, if Bama makes it that far, then they're hot. Yeah, they're rolling. They're rolling, you know, and I think they'll go. But I have them going against uh, TCU in the final. 
I think TCU will end up meeting Texas. Or no, TCU will meet uh, Houston, I think, will beat Texas. Yeah. Uh, I got TCU beating UConn to get to the Final Four. Hmm. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's a step out. I'll give you credit for stepping out on that one. But UCLA, I have them losing to TCU just because every time I watch TCU play, I'm impressed. And UCLA, they lost that uh, – what's his name yeah, I mean, last week? Yeah, I mean, I would have UCLA in the Final Four if it wasn't for that. I mean, right. Same here. <laughs> what about Houston? Is um, Sasser going to be back? So he I saw I saw day. a Houston guy say that if it was like do or die, he could have played on Sunday. There was some guy like a beat writer for one of the Houston papers that was like, if he needed to, he could have played on Sunday. Now I don't know if that means he would have played at seventy percent on Sunday or what, but apparently he could have played if need be. You got to think about it. There was no they're going to get a one seed no matter what. Yeah, exactly. You know, if you lose your conference tournament, who cares? But you're going to get the one seed no matter what, and or a one seed no matter what, and why risk it? Well, that's the, I mean, they got they got damn lucky with that. I mean, that picture, I don't know who sent into the group text this morning, but I mean, that picture of when he's at the bottom of the slip, like if you just showed me that, I'd be like, something got torn. Like, oh, yeah, no kidding. Or something, like something got yeah, torn. Yeah, that's asking for a groin. So uh, how, far, how far did you have Marquette go, York? Sweet 16? Marquette. East. No. Got Michigan State beating them. Really? Like an idiot. I do just Whoa. because the reason is, is because I, I what what would happen is I would kick myself. I'll say, of course, the time is out. Made it to the Sweet 16. Like, we made it to the Final Four last year. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I would just kick myself for not doing that. And that's just one of the, the teams I've always trust. <clears throat> Probably wrong, obviously, but, you know. I've got 2-2-1-2. Two, two, one, two. I've got Arizona, Marquette, Houston, UCLA. Um, man, I just really like Arizona style play. They, uh, man, they got that, they got that European style. They got a lot of, a lot of foreigners, and they get up and down the floor. They shoot the three well at at one through five, and I think Tommy Lloyd is a hell of a coach. Um. And I, I think Alabama's just going to have an off night where they go like eight for 41 from three or something where they just can't hit a three and, and they rely on it so much. And Brandon Miller just can't get going. Um, I just think Arizona's legit. Uh, I got Houston out of the Midwest. I, I think Sasser probably comes in the Sweet 16 and plays. I think they can get by in the first two rounds without him. And uh, be just fine. And I, I look, man, Mick Cronin, dude's done a hell of a job out there. Um, they're deep, even with the injury. Uh, and I think they've got a ton of experience, a lot of guys that have played a lot of tournaments, uh, a lot of tournament games. And I trust them to get to the Final Four. And then, man, I just love Marquette. I love Shock Smart. Yeah, I think they're they're kind of built to make a run. Um, and I think they come out of the East. I think, uh, Joe, you said it. I think it, it's – I like Kendrick Davis. I like Deion, um, DeAndre Williams. I think they're they're both 
probably one of the better duo, one of the better scoring duos in the tournament. Yeah. Um, I just don't think they're going to have an answer for Zach Eady. Um, I think that's a hell of a game. I think it's a close one. I think it's kind of similar to last year with Gonzaga where they yeah. really give them all they can handle. Um, if they can get I'll, him in foul trouble, I think that's that'll well, go a yeah. long way. And I, I think they need to yeah, target that. They have to get him in foul trouble and keep DeAndre out of foul trouble. Like yeah. it's got to be right one of those things. Right. But Which is hard to do because he's so big. Like he can just go straight up and he's still effective. Yeah. So um, I do want to just kind of point out here because I'm 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 on the the Big Ten overrated Tom Izzo overrated bandwagon. So I, I looked it up. You know, Tom, Mr. March, right? Mr. He he wins all the time in March. He's He's great. He just every year, elite eight every year, right? So let's go back to 2015, 2016 season. So lost in the round of 64, lost in the round of 32, lost in the round of 32, made the final four, give him that. Then we were COVID year. Then he lost in the first four. And then he lost in the round of 32. Guys, it was one of the 11 seeds. Guys, a bum. (laughs) Game has passed him by. He's Joe Paterno at the end of Penn State, another Big Ten's team. Just, just quit, buddy. Quit. As a bum. Yeah, I, I have him losing in the first round. Um, I got Marquette coming out of there though. I think Duke has the length and the athleticism to give Purdue fits, and they knock them out. And then I got Marquette beating Duke in the Elite Eight. I got UConn running all the way through to the Elite Eight in the West. I, I like them. Too. I like them to upset Kansas. I, man, I don't know, man. I, I I watched Kansas a good amount this year, and I, they just didn't scream Final Four team to me. I felt the same way. I mean, usually it's one of those teams that, you know, you can trust taken pretty far. I felt the exact same way. <clears throat> and then the, it's because it's their offense isn't good this year. Like, randomly, their defense is – pretty solid but we're used to seeing kansas score and mm-hmm. i don't even i don't think they're in like the top 30 in terms of offensive efficiency how many is uh perry ellis averaging he's averaging 12 and 5 and he's also 46 years old yeah is this our first year without perry ellis he got he got a couple extra years with COVID. <laughs> yeah it was I, funny. Uh, I was kind of i was kind of looking at it like how many how many conferences do y'all have represented like let's say in the in the elite eight, because I think that all my eight teams mm. in the elite eight are from eight different conferences, uh, which is kind of wild. I've got ACC, Big East, Big East, Pac twelve, two Big Twelve, Big East, Pac twelve. Yeah, I guess I've got I've got seven conferences. I have Texas and Kansas, and then the rest are different. That's wild. Yeah, I. To me, Kansas, I think their biggest problem is they turn the ball over a lot. And, uh, I mean, it's it's almost like a football mantra. Like you got to take care of the ball. Um, I mean, they average over sixteen turnovers a game, and I know they um, they rebounded extremely well on the offensive end. Yeah. A lot of second chance opportunities. I just don't know if like uh, is Grady Dick good enough to carry them. Well, that's what I was going to say. This could be you know you're kind of pointing out Kendrick Davis. Uh, 
you know, you kind of look at the guys that can maybe be the the standouts and stuff like that. I mean, that's a guy who, you know, in my mind, he gets hot. You know, that's a guy who we're all talking about. We're all, you know, he's got a good name for it, of course, but we're all yeah. kind of saying, well, this is the reason that they're that they're there. So, I mean, Jalen Wilson's Big 12 Player of the Year. Everybody knows about him, but I, I feel like they, you know, they're gonna whoever they play is gonna try to take him away, and they're gonna have to have someone else beat them. I I don't know. I just I, I never came away like really impressed with them this year. Um, is that I mean, is that second round matchup for them that eight nine game of Arkansas versus Illinois? Is that like the disappointment game? Like two teams that just you know. Coming into the season, even like three weeks into the season, we're kind of saying, "Hey, we, you know, we can we can be a top ten team in the country." And then right. they just both have. I couldn't tell you what they actually are. Yeah, I mean, Arkansas's had you know had injury issues, and they're young, but they got two lottery picks. Yeah, so they're just kind of like you know, they could come out, you know, guns blazing and blow Illinois out by twenty five, or they could yeah. struggle. I thought like um, it was the same way. Yeah. Musselman's a great coach. Um, I think talent-wise, they'll be able to get by Illinois. Um, and I have Kansas beating them in the second round. That's a fun second-round game, though. Yeah. Um, and then right below that, I think St. Mary's, the 5-4, the St. Mary's-UConn will be fun. Uh I'm with York though. I got TCU going deep. I got them getting to the uh, Sweet 16 and l- losing to UCLA, but I like them to beat Gonzaga in an upset. And uh, I think they can give UCLA all they want. But um, I, I feel bad because that's actually one of the that's the other game I left blank because <laughs> it's just like I, I've seen TCU both ways this year. You know, a little bit of turmoil too kind of going into the Big 12 tournament. They had the kid that left, you know, some accusations mm-hmm. around about Jamie Dixon, uncircum, you know, complete accusations. Nobody's kind of biting into it or anything, but mm-hmm. got a little bit of turmoil kind of going into the Big 12 tournament, kind of coming into this. Um, that was actually, that was the second one that I didn't – I just – I think one of those – one of those 11 seeds wins a game. I just don't know if it's them over TCU, whether it's ASU or Nevada – which Nevada, I think, lost four straight kind of coming into the terms, kind of, you know, running on fumes there. Or if it's Mississippi State Pitt. I got Mississippi State Pitt. Yeah. Um, eventually losing to Texas. So what is, in you guys' minds, what is kind of the – what can be the story of the tournament? Like what can – brackets aside, like, hey, like – if Matt Painter wins, you know, a championship or something, that's a great story. You know, what's the what's the story that y'all could see happening, good or bad? That is kind of what we end up talking about at the end of the tournament. Uh, I, best, I guess. For me, it, now it would it would ruin my bracket, but I think that Ronnie Terry and Texas could could continue their run. That would be cool. I think, yeah, and him kind of staying on at Texas afterwards, like. Yeah, I mean, I I think he's done more than enough to get the job. Yeah, I know Texas and the the powers that be there want to go big, you know, big game hunting and try to get a big time coach. But yeah, I mean, that dude held it together. 
Uh, I mean, Chris Beard recruited a ton of elite talent from the high school level and the portal. And yeah. so you had that whole roster is like guys at different spots in their career. You've got true freshmen that are, you know, really talented. And you've got some experienced portal guys. And he was able to hold it all together. And they want to they want to share the Big 12, right? Or no? Uh, I think so. Yeah. So oh, no, they, no, no. I'm sorry. They didn't they win the won, regular they won season. The tournament. Well, in the tournament, they beat the brakes off Kansas. Yeah. Um, I think that's a hell of a story. Just him going from, you know, interim, hold everything together to their two seed. And I think they have a, I, I mean, I could see them beating Houston. Yeah. Um, now I have Houston winning and obviously winning the whole thing, but um, that would be a fun story for him. And, um, you know, making a run deep and, and getting the job because I do think he's deserved it. Um, I mean, that's probably for me the top story. Outside of that, I mean, I, I we talked about it already. I mean, Marquette, Chuck Smart. I mean, yeah. they swept the Big East, dominated, never looked back. Um, and then I guess the the low hanging fruit would be Duke and John Shire. You know, figuring yeah, yeah. it out at the right moment. If if yeah. if they're in the Sweet Sixteen, if they're in the Elite Eight, that is going to be nonstop. Just absolutely, Shashevsky will be there, of course. You know, yeah. get his face, get his face in the uh, in the <laughs> crowd there. You know, I mean, honestly, it kind of sucks for Memphis and Duke because I would say Duke and Memphis are probably two of the hottest teams in the country right now. Yeah, yeah. and they could end up playing each other. Um, I don't know. What about y'all? What was some storylines for y'all? I, mean, I was going to go with the whole Duke thing, um, just because how hot they've gotten, and if they can make it past, you know, it, it it shouldn't be a gauntlet, but like how hot the teams are, like it is a gauntlet. Yeah, yeah, because really, like y'all said, I mean, they could run into in theory, which I mean, Purdue Big Ten champion, uh, Memphis American champion, uh, Marquette Big East champion, like they've they've got a couple, they got a couple teams there. Yeah. I mean, even I with Biden, even with the injury to Ziegler, I mean Tennessee, I mean they could put the clamps on you and make life miserable and play in the fifties. I was going to say, like, I almost feel like this is the year, just because I don't think the fan base or anybody expects it. Like, this would be the year that Rick Barnes does something. Like, just somehow, like this year is the year he's like, oh shit, we're in the Elite Eight. Like something just stupid like that. Well, see, that's what I thought last year. I thought. Kennedy Chandler was hot going to the tournament. I was like, man, yeah. so they won the SEC tournament. I said, they're going to be, they're going to make noise. Did yeah. they get screwed with the three seed? 100%. Yeah. I forgot about that till just now. <laughs> get you fired. I was so pissed. <laughs> get you fired up on a Monday night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I think, I think the, the, the biggest story I think, and I think it's going to happen because I think that they're going to win the national championship is the awkwardness of Alabama and the situation that they're in winning the national championship. I mean, yeah. any other, I, you know, and I, and I think, I don't know I'm biased in saying this, but if the exact same situation happens at Memphis, Memphis is not in the field. Memphis is already, you know, deconstructing the program. Like, you know, if, if it happens at, you know, really most other schools, I don't know how they're getting away with it, but, just the awkwardness of them winning the title and cutting down the nets would just be amazing to me. I mean, what if they lose in the championship, but then ends up getting vacated like a certain other team that never went? 
Well, if they win the championship, I don't think they would ever vacate. Right. That's what I'm saying. I think that, that was the deal That's, with Memphis because it was like draw, was, if, if Memphis would have won, then they would have gotten Kansas for draw Arthur. But because Memphis exactly. lost, Kansas was cleared, and they got Memphis for Derrick Rose. That's yeah. what I've always said. Yeah. They knew both of them. They just had to pick it. Because in case you didn't know, Darrell Arthur never graduated high school. Uh, so, yeah, they just picked the loser. Like, the, you know, yeah. loser was what, you know, got slammed. Um, yeah, I mean, I've always uh, I've been saying it for the last couple of weeks. It's It's just mind-blowing with how... It's been handled and, you know, on top of it all, it's just incredibly sad because someone actually died. Well, yeah, that's the, yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's There was a former player that killed somebody. There was a current player that brought the weapon to the person. Like, yeah. I mean, Memphis kids used to get in trouble for going to census. You would have thought they should shut down the program because they're, they're, you know, they're hitting up census every night. Like it's us or census. You got to pick one. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was using the example of, you know, Brandon Miller is essentially an accessory to murder. Yeah. And, you know, oh, it's fine. Just let him keep playing. But then Laramie Tunsil has, you know, $11 spaghetti from Walmart and sleeps on a couch and he gets a seven-game suspension. Which, if you're, you know, translating that to basketball, that's, a, you know, that's over half the year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's... And there are there are tons of examples you can use that aren't Ole Miss specific, but that was pretty egregious that the NCAA went out of their way to do that. Um, but <laughs> yeah, it's it's beyond awkward, and everybody knows about it. But then, like, yeah. still, no one really says anything. Uh, I I mean, it's it's really it's really bizarre. I will say it kind of works out for Ole Miss and the fact that they can kind of hire Chris Beard and it's not like the weirdest like coaching thing that's happened in the league this year. Like <laughs> not even, I mean, in the league in, in any sport. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Hugh Freeze is now coaching at Auburn. Hey, he just likes to slide into people's DMs a lot. Yeah. Um, it's all. It, it's just, it's weird, man. It, it's, and I still, I, I, I still think that they eventually go cold because they rely so much on the three and it kind of dictates their pace and it dictates yeah. how they operate. Um, I mean, there were some games this year. I mean, they, you know, snuck out some wins. Big, I mean, South Carolina just gave them a game in the regular season. Yeah. Um, Memphis took it to them on the road. Uh, I, I mean, they had Oklahoma a couple. beat the shit out of them. Yeah, in the big yeah in the SEC Big Twelve challenge. Yeah, I mean they got whipped. What was it like? They lost by like thirty five or something. Mm -hmm. Tennessee beat them pretty good at home too. Yeah, Um, think about it. Alabama sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Now that we're talking about it, (laughs) there's some chinks in the armor there, and uh, you know, a lot of pressure as a one seed. It takes a special group to uh, to navigate. You know, bullseye on your back the whole way through. Um, and look, I mean, they, I they, just have, they just have an easy road. Like they really do. Like even look at that, bracket, everything's wrong. You say that easy road. Round of thirty-two. I got them going up against Huggy Bear. 
No. Who is now the current leader in wins now that Bayheim's done. It's disgraceful. You lose 14 games, you don't even win 20, and they allow you in the tournament. They talk about tournament expansion. No. Get these losers out of here. Win 20 games at least, dude. Come on. When you slick your hair back like Huggy and you wear that tarp. Yeah. You you know, you got to be. If they didn't let them in the field, somebody was disappearing. Huggy was going to have somebody (laughs) wearing some concrete shoes. Um, So talking about the South, I'll go ahead and uh, I haven't even mentioned it yet. I got I I got the text, man. I got San Diego State making a little run. I got them beating Virginia. I got them beating Alabama and then losing to Arizona. But I like San Diego State. Um, They just seem to always kind of quietly dominate the Mountain West and, and, and just kind of, you know, they're always in that four to six, seven seed range every year. And uh, I, I think their tempo could match Bama's. And again, I, I think that's when Bama just kind of runs out of steam and has an off night. But that's just, you know, could be wrong. But, yeah, I mean, we we talked about it already with, with Bama and just how they rely so much on the three. And I think that you have to, in the tournament, you have to take care of the basketball, play good defense from, you know, one through five, and you have to, your guards have to really be able to, when they need to get a bucket, you got to get a bucket. And Brandon Miller can do that, but can yeah. anybody else on Alabama's team do it? Or are they going to be relying on the three? So, um, speaking of three, Steph Curry is on fire. Hey, when are we? Are we doing? Are we going to go ahead and do the women's in IT bracket this episode too? We'll save it for next week. Go Tigers playing Jackson State on Thursday. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like the women's bracket is probably one of the easier ones because you just pick the higher seed until you How get to you. like the elite eight. There's been upsets in the women's tournament over the past couple of years. There have been, but I mean, South Carolina is going to repeat. Correct. They're insanely good. I mean, yeah. their guards are 6'3", 6'4". Aliyah Boston is a monster. Yeah. I think I think everyone is legitimately afraid of Don Staley. Um, well, the, I thought the, the cutest thing this year was LSU thought they were back and like good. And like Kim Mulkey like thought like she was creating something down there. And it was like, oh, 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 but wait a second. No, you're not. No, nope. you're, you're not. Y'all saw Will Wade got a waxed. job. Who? Will Wade. Yeah, McNeese yeah. State, man. He's down there with uh, his coach. Joe's kids still down there? <laughs> I don't think so. A guy, a uh, good buddy of mine, front of the pod, uh, two yards from uh, from Red Cup. Um, he uh, used to teach at McNeese State. And um, go figure, Coach O's son, not very bright. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I don't think he's still there. I think he's – I don't know. Let's see. Is it also not odd that Will Wade had to take the McNeese State job? Like, I just I feel guess like he could have gotten a better job. Ole Miss never really got down the road with him. And the Chris Beard thing happened so fast. I think it just got to where Chris Beard was 
was pretty real and he's obviously yeah. a better coach. Yeah. Um, cause at the beginning I didn't think Chris Beard was realistic and I figured they'd pivot to, to Will Wade or Dusty May or somebody else. But, um, I, I mean, maybe he just wanted to just snag a job and so he yeah. can go coach for a couple of years and then try to get, get a bigger one. Um, are his, just, I don't know his history Are his ties down there. I mean, is that why he went to LSU? Like, what are his? Uh, so he is originally from Nashville. He went oh. to, he's from Nashville, went to Clemson, um, and then was a G8 Clemson, and then uh, went to Harvard briefly, and then VCU, and then he coached at UT Chat, and then, then he went back to VCU and took over. Yeah. Um, and then went to LSU. So I, yeah, no, no ties there. He's just, that's weird. Yeah. I guess it's the sec ties. Um, but yeah, he, um, probably just, you know, makes sense to go, you know, somewhere in Louisiana because he, you know, probably has a lot of connections down there with with AAU and stuff. Yeah. But I don't know. I'll probably do all right there. Y'all saw who, uh, Georgia techs, uh, Zeroing in on right. Oh, they hired him. Stop. Oh, yeah, I didn't know they hired him. Yeah. Yeah. It's not bad. He kind of turned around Pacific, which wasn't an easy thing to do. No. I think it's a I think it's a decent hire. Georgia Tech is a hard job. Yeah. Like they, I mean, when was the last time they were good? Paul Hewitt with uh Luke Sincher yeah. and those guys. Because Passner <laughs> I mean, he made the tournament once. And prior to him, I guess. Passner just needs to get back to his AAU roots. That's about his coaching level. Brian Gregory was the coach before. He was there forever. Yeah. Um, yeah, Paul Hewitt was there for 11 seasons. And they. Uh... Wait, what? One, oh, one my God. Four. I forgot they were the runner-up. Yeah, they played that UConn team. Yeah. Yeah, he went to the tournament one, two, three, four, five times. Jeez. Totally forgot about that team. Yeah. That was Remember Luke Sincher, the big red-headed Australian? Yeah, I mean, you had him, Will Bynum, Jarrett Jack, BJ Elder. Yeah, damn, that was a good team. Stacked. Yeah, they uh, beat Northern Iowa, Boston College, Nevada, Kansas, Oklahoma State, and then yeah, lost to UConn in the Alamo Dome. That was uh, who was on that UConn team? That was the was that the Mecca Okafor team? Yeah, Ben Gordon. Yeah, Ben Gordon. Josh, oh, I love Ben Gordon. Josh Boone, Talik Brown. Bonilla. Was he on that team? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Speaking of Damon Stoudemire, are, is Georgia Tech just using Memphis as like a little coaching pipeline? That's hey, that's the thing. I Get will your never, own guys. I will. I will never not root for Georgia Tech in a sport. Like I will always pull for them now, just because they took Passner off our hands, and for that. 
I that will was quick too, man. Wasn't that I will always, quick? I will always support Georgia Tech athletics. Like if they, if they need a little bit of dough, come my way. I'll throw you five bucks. You know, I will always support them. How does that uh? Song yeah, Pastor again? Pastor had a great first year. Went to the round of thirty two. Then after that, eighteen wins, nineteen wins, and then he bailed. What? Why? Why was that, Joe? Was there NCAA? Oh, I'm sorry. Not his first year. I'm an idiot. Um. Yeah, I mean, he had the 25 and 10 team that made it to the tournament. Then he had a 26 and nine and a 31 and five team. That was the last year's of CUSA. Yeah, undefeated. Yeah. Um, Will Barton, mm-hmm. Wesley Witherspoon, Charles Carmouche. Mm-hmm. Talked about him. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it was his. His shtick had kind of ended, but we couldn't buy him out, essentially. So he he could have stayed if he wanted to, but I think he kind of knew that his voice had kind of lost its you know power. And Georgia Tech, uh, God bless him, they came calling. And then we hired Tubby Smith, which Jesus, we actually made a bad situation worse. Let's let's hire a guy that literally <laughs> the only thing he's done in his career was take Rick Pitino's players, win another national championship, and then just fucking coast. His son, Brian, played at Ole Miss. One of his sons that was coaching High Point just got fired. I don't know if that was Saul or who. I don't know who in the family. But one of them. <laughs> yeah, dude, I totally forgot Josh Pastor won 31 games in Memphis. That was that last year's USA. Yeah, they 16 and 0, regular season and tournament champs. Remember the Memphis fan base got hyped up at the beginning of every year with Pastor. Every single year because the recruit classes were awesome. And he, and I was he like, could no, sell it, man. He could sell it. Like <laughs> the dude, the dude could talk, man. He would go to all the churches and do all those rounds and everything. Like he could talk. If you're, yeah, if look, a savvy Jewish guy, you can be pretty convincing. Yeah, going to all the Baptist churches in Memphis. <laughs> see, see, I can do this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, Shaq Goodwin, Jaron Johnson, that's some really good players. Um, I mean, I mean that. Yeah, that was the year when Will Barton was just ridiculous. Yeah. And Wesley Wesley Witherspoon was kind of a poor man CDR. Spoon. Pierre he Niles. Was... God, I still can't believe. Yeah. Well, what's his name? Uh Ridgeway's finest. <laughs> Pierre. Uh oh my God. What was his uh the dude that got in trouble for smoking dope right before the national championship game? Andre Allen. Loved Andre Allen, Bulldog, man. He would have been the difference maker. Really would have been. I mean, I think that did change the game a, a good bit. Um, Man, you want to talk about a squad. Oh. That year they had... Um, I mean, heck, the, the year after that, Memphis went 33-4. and four. Yeah. Got to the Sweet 16, but... They got routed by Missouri. 
Oh God. And, uh, and the big toaster out there in Glendale. <laughs> I mean, the year they went to the national championship game, I mean, Sean Tagger, Willie Kemp, Robert Dozier, Antonio oh, Anderson, yeah. <laughs> Derek Rose, Joey Dorsey, CDR, Andre Allen coming off the bench. You had Jeff Robinson coming off the bench. Donnell Mack. University the, of New Orleans transfers finest. The lefty getting buckets. I mean, they, man. I still think they got the foul before the handoff there at, at half court, but. Um, You'd be correct. That was just us paying penance for the the elbow down somersault to beat Tennessee in 96. That was just us. Yeah. That was that was the gods going, you know what? We're getting it back on you here. You had your one, buddy. Yeah, you had you had your one thing. I love how Wikipedia does insist on listing it as their record was 0 and 1. <laughs> like, okay, cool. It didn't happen. But man, that tournament run, I remember we had Yin Yang twins at the Pike House <laughs> for that Sweet 16 game when they beat the ever living shit out of Michigan State. Drew Neitzel. Fuck you, Drew Neitzel. Dude, Joey Dorsey doing the windmill on a breakaway. I mean, they just absolutely destroyed them. There's nothing better on that tournament run other than CDR just putting his nuts in Kevin Love's face on that baseline dunk. Backdoor from Antonio Anderson. Yeah. Jo- Joey Dor- Joey Dorsey pointing and laughing at him. Yeah, that was a that was a great one. What so what would be like your what's your favorite? Is that your favorite NCAA tournament like memory, or do you have like a different one than that? Was that game my favorite memory? No, like that tournament, like Memphis losing. No, he he got into it. He no, I did. I did. I did. I was. Yeah. I remember. I was at Buffalo Wild Wings, and yeah. I was getting <clears throat> amped up. Um, favorite tournament moment. That whole that that Kimber went around to me was that was good really impressive. The Big East tournament. He just literally did it by himself. Yeah, it was insane. Took over the Garden. Right. They should put a banner up for him for that. Like, I know they have a banner up for like a banner for for Jake McNamara first. Jesus. When they got a banner up for Billy Joel, they got one for fish for the Baker's dozen show. I mean, they need one up there for Kimba or they need one for Kimba. And then right next to him, Jeremy Lynn for Lynn sanity. (laughs) The greatest dude. The fact that, The fact that Memphis just kind of ran through that UCLA team in the Final Four was insane. I mean, that that UCLA team was loaded. Stacked. Russell Westbrook. Collison. Kevin Love. Luke Rashar and Bob Mute. Josh Shipp. Uh, I mean, they were really good. And the score didn't really show it, but, I mean, they just kind of handled them. Zach, do you have a do you have a I'm trying to think how to ask this question? Do you have a more favorite NCAA tournament than watch because it's not an NCAA tournament? Do you have anything that tops in your basketball rooting interest for Ole Miss? Let's say, does anything top the SEC tournament run with Marshall Henderson? Oh man, 
God. Dude, it was a, it was pretty incredible that day because I was working an event and it was me and uh, Taylor Hashman. Shout out to Taylor. He's probably still up in New York being handsome and modeling, but uh, he played baseball at Ole Miss and he got me working in the catering industry up there. And so we were working an event at Christie's and, you know, that game was early. Yeah. And it was an afternoon, like late brunch event or something. So we were like, let's go across the street. There was an Irish pub right across from Christie's. He was like, let's go over there and watch it. And dude, we sat at the bar and watched the entire game start to finish. And we're just like taking shots the whole game. And then we were like, all right, we, you know, towards the end when it got to where Ole Miss was going to win, we had to start chugging water. But yeah, that was fun. And then I remember, I mean, they took it to that Wisconsin team. Yeah. Yeah. I think they were a five seed. I mean, that was like Sam Decker, uh, Frank Kaminsky. That was a really good Bo Ryan team. Mm -hmm. And dude, me and uh, shout out to Party Central, me and Jason Smith. I remember after the game, I was just walking around Harlem on the phone, talking to him, just like recapping it. Cause we were like, I can't believe that just happened. Um, and then, yeah, obviously they lose to LaSalle and the Philly floater, yeah. you know, Reginald Buckner clipped his nails the night before the game and just missed the block. And that was a huge bummer. Cause I can't remember. Yeah. I remember I can, I can look it up, but that was going to, they were going to get to the sweet 16 and they would have had a shot at the elite eight. Yeah. Because LaSalle ended up. I remember, I remember up. JT ripping his hat in half after that game ended. Like, just somehow ripped the entire hat. We were at, uh, you were there, York, weren't you? We were like filling station or something. You remember that? No. no. You Which, had to have been there. I might have been there, but that doesn't mean I remember it. <laughs> yeah, they would have played nine seed Wichita State. And they would have matched up really well with them. Because, man, that, that, that Ole Miss team was playing really well. They had the two front court guys in Murphy Holloway and Reginald Buckner. That team was legit. I remember, I remember going down to the Tad Pad and watching them play Oregon that year. Dude, they were fun. I mean, you obviously <laughs> had you, you obviously had Marshall um, doing what he did, but defensively they were a lot of fun to watch. But, I mean, they, Jarvis Summers was a really just solid point guard. Um they had a Nick Williams was like a role player guy. was like kind of the older guy on the team that was like a glue guy. Um, Martavius Newby was on that team. Shout out Booker T. Washington. Um, well, and they had a great coach. Yeah. I mean, AK was, I mean, did just a ridiculously good coaching job that year because uh, you knew Marshall could score, but I mean, they really, I, I think we're going to come full circle here because Al Al Pinkins was on staff, and I mean he transformed to Murphy Holloway and Reginald Buckner were, and I think yeah. he's going to be on Chris Beard's staff um, for next year. But yeah, it was crazy because I mean that shot that the I can't even remember the guy's name, the LaSalle guard. I mean Reginald yeah. Buckner beats that shit into the fourth row ninety nine times out of a hundred, and he just just missed it. That was probably. You know, as an Ole Miss fan, obviously my most favorite. I, I don't really remember the Sweet 16 run. I was pretty little. When you um, beat Notre Dame and stuff? Yeah, like I remember like my dad watching it and remember like physically being there and sitting on the floor, but I don't remember it as vividly as I do, obviously, 2013. But, um, yeah, Marshall Mania was fun, man. He was, I mean, 
Greenest, greenest light in college basketball. But that old, that old, that old man at Auburn still has nightmares. <laughs> oh God. He stands up. He stands up and does the, uh, pulls his, pulls his pants up. Like, Hey, don't you do that. Hey, listen here. York, what's your, as a, as a Tennessee fan, what's your like March memory for the Vols? Um, Bruce like Pearl. Allen Houston? No. Bruce Pearl, the Wayne Jism team. Yeah. Oh, the one we talked about last <clears throat> year. Right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Chris Lofton, Tower Smith, JP Prince. JP. Bradshaw. Bradshaw. Yeah. Dane. Good announcer now. I actually don't mind him announcing. I don't either. And he got, they had that, remember that big he is good. 33, Brian Williams, that yeah. giant man. Yeah, down yeah. Low. Yeah. That was what, 20, 2008? Maybe it was. The Elite Eight run, right? Of, yeah. Oh, Scholar, Mc, Scholar McBee was on that Scholar team. Scholar McBee? <laughs> From Rutledge, Tennessee. And they had oh, uh, Scotty Two Hobson. <laughs> That, that, that team was really good. Like, Ronaldo Woolridge. Shout out Sherman Oaks. But Wayne Chisholm had that yarmulke style headband. Oh, dude. It was like it was almost going to fall off the entire game. Yeah, because me and Joe went to uh, one versus two Tennessee. Yeah. Like like Derrick Roosevelt coming out party. Oh, Tennessee, Memphis, yeah. Went to, went to college. God, game that, was, that was a hell of a game. When even Memphis fans, even Memphis fans admit that they had a good time because it was, was just electric. a great college. I saw, uh, was awesome. I saw James Blake after that game. Hey, hey, I love you, man. <laughs> told him I loved him and to go win Wimbledon. <laughs> <laughs> no one else knew who that was, but Joe. <laughs> yeah, I got that guy's like, man, just a good night on the town. Nobody recognizes me, and my drunk ass is yelling at him, "Go win Wimbledon." I saw the sweaty man. He just. I love Big you. fan of mine. <laughs> JB. <laughs> when you talked God. about you doing catering, that made me think of that party down show. Remember that? It's very accurate. It's back. Yeah, it it's is back. back. I need to watch yeah. it. Oh, man. Yeah, that show is, is actually legitimately accurate for what catering was like. Um... All right, let's stick with basketball. I did want to ask um, NBA draft. Been a lot of talk about who's going to go number one. Um, obviously, Victor Wimbanyama is the is the headliner. Um, which you saw, he didn't like the nickname Unicorn. Somebody, but they call everybody Unicorn. I mean, well, that's what's his name's nickname. Um, well, but they just called him that. Jaron Jackson. They they call everybody unicorn. Who's I mean, the big white foreigner that they called the unicorn? We prefer international. Um, the, the big one. Oh, um, uh, Porzingis. Yeah, that was like the original unicorn, right? Chris yeah. Stapps. Chris Stapps. Dude, watching him every time, like stops. He's a big grizzly killer. He's one of those guys like you go to the uh, pregame warmups and does not miss. I mean, automatic. Um, 
I, I don't know how much I've seen of Wimbanyama, but he's a he's a freak. Yes, I know Le- LeBron called him the alien. <laughs> um, but I don't know, man. Have y'all seen what Scoot Henderson looks like? Oh, he's good, man. It's like him, he's, him and Victor Wimbanyama one two easy. Dude, Scoot Henderson's built like a linebacker. Dude is yoked. Good. I don't think he could pass Victor, but if Miller has a good tournament for Alabama, you think he could jump? Number one or just number two? Number two. He's good. He is good. He, like he is. He, he reminds looks me. Apart. And York, you're gonna appreciate this. He reminds me of a higher ceiling Rudy Gay. Like mm. he really does. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because young Rudy it, Gay could Rudy still. I don't want to. Young Rudy Gay could still stroke it, and he can. He's got a good Rudy jumper. Gay. Uh, <laughs> your your mind just started thinking about all the Rudy Gay plays. You remember when <laughs> I used to piss everybody off when he got traded to Toronto, and I would tweet his stat line every single time. Quit. No one cares. You were you were legit. That that was the. You were legit upset over that. I was like, I yeah. love Rudy Gay. Love yeah, Rudy you. Gay. That was the only time I've ever seen you like kind of sort of like I won't say you were you weren't anti Grizz by any stretch of the imagination, but you were pretty pissed off. I was. I just didn't. Yeah. I wasn't a fan of that. Yeah. I think everybody went through in Toronto. Everybody went through an anti Rudy Gay phase because nope. he would just he would just loaf. No, not everybody. Not you. I thought I thought you were. I thought you were saying you did. No, no, he was mad at the Grizzlies. I was mad at the Grizzlies. Wow, I didn't agree. We saw him. We saw him one time at um, Bardog. God, Bardog downstairs. Were you with me? I had to. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. When Lane was with us, no, what me. Okay, one time I was with Lane and we saw him and he was trying to be low key and Lane was yelling at him and was like, Rudy. And he was like in the back and he was giving the whole like, like, stop, stop, stop. And and Lane, you know, overserved. We're about to leave. <laughs> I'd never you, you forget. You're trying you try to, try to big boy me? Like, I, I'd never forget it. Lane yelled across the bar at him and he was like doing the like, stop trying to talk to me. I don't want people to know I'm here. And he was like, you should be in the gym getting some shots up. <laughs> and I was like, okay, we need to leave now. Because they were I'm like... Sure, I'm sure he really appreciated that advice. There were like four guys that were with him. And they all stood up out of the booth and they were like, okay, uh, who's who said that? Well, thank oh, God, God it wasn't Jai uh, said that too. He lived in my apartments in Towson for a summer when he was back up in Baltimore. I would like randomly see him. Go Tigers. I didn't realize Jarris Walker from Houston is this high up on on the board. Yeah, I mean, I knew I knew he's a monster, but I didn't think he would. I mean, they got it. The Athletic has him in the top ten. Grady Dick at nine. Yeah, Grady Dick's he's up there on most most boards. I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, he's like in the top. Holy 30. hell! That's what I was saying. Like he has the potential to like really go off. Like kind of do like from- a Derrick Rose thing. There's a guy from UCF in the top 15. 
Jesus. Yeah, Arkansas has got two guys in the top 15. There's a bunch of overtime elite and G League guys. Yeah, the whole top five, I think, is um, non-college besides yeah, foreign, and, foreign and G League. Brandon and Miller. Yeah, Brandon Miller and Cam Whitmore from Villanova are in there. How weird is that that Villanova didn't make the tournament? They were, I mean, talk about injuries. They, I mean, they were, I, I think they only played like four or five games with their actual squad this year. Yeah, I, um, what do we know about this Ray and Rupert guy from New Zealand? Y'all know anything about him? I don't trust people from New Zealand. Hey, easy. He's a 19-year-old. Steven watching. 19-year-old wing. Let's see. Six seven. Got uh they're mentioning RJ Hampton, LaMelo Ball, Josh Giddy. Guys that were really good statistically on their way to top six selections, but their play did not lead to wins. Um by the way, like one of the things that sucks is you could, if you wanted to, look up like a ton of videos of this guy. Like you could find full games. You probably somehow watch the games live. Yeah. There was nothing better than like back in the day when like uh what was it Fran Fraschilla would talk about a international guy and you had no clue. Like there wasn't even video of him. And like some dude would get drafted in the top five, and you're like, All right, I guess that's good. And then you see him and you're like, holy shit, this guy's garbage. Like what what were these scouts there? Yeah. <laughs> so he's he's six seven. He has a seven three wingspan. Um big defensive upside. Um says he plays about twenty minutes per game. He only averages six points per game, shoots thirty six percent from the field. Um yeah, so I guess this is just a sheer ceiling move for somebody says he shines on defense uh can pressure ball handlers 60 feet away from the hoop okay here's a little video of him let's see what we got here yeah i know it's just kind of risky he's only 19 um and then yeah i mean what's the competition like in new zealand Well, you know, you know who will be. You know who will be in the draft this year. Monty Bates. He'll come out. Oh yeah. He ended up being pretty good, right? I mean, they that team sucked. Team but sucks, yeah, but I mean, he he put up numbers, but I mean, like to grab him at like the last pick of the draft. Shit, why not? Yeah, the athletic has is, is character issues. Dad bit. His dad had character issues. Dad, yeah, dad, daddy issues. Leave it at that. What is what does Tashibwe do in the NBA? Is he a factor in the NBA? He's gonna have to find a team where he can be a role player. Yeah. You know, I mean I think he's similar to like um Admiral Schofield, those type of guys that Tennessee had. Yeah. <laughs> Who was the other guy? Grant Williams. Yeah, I think he's gonna have to do something like that. Like carve out a niche on a team where he can come off the bench. Great Williams defense. is like so, like a lot more solid than Schofield is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it wasn't wasn't Schofield better in college? 
Well, I know Grant Williams won Player of the Year two times in a row. But Schofield was just a. Is that any? Is that any good? I mean, is it? <laughs> okay. I mean, Schofield was good. Look, they just gave it to Grant Williams because white. He's not though. He's white-ish. I forgot. I forgot that he was that guy. <laughs> shout out Nicola. Nicola. Shout, shout out Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> Jeez. There was a compilation today of uh everyone forget how awesome Kendrick Perkins used to be, but it was a whole bunch of just dumb shit he did. <laughs> Passing the ball back out, no one's around out of bounds. He's trying to set screens and stand in there with no one around. And then Kevin Durant's just laughing. <laughs> Perk. Kendrick Perkins would have been on a hell of a Memphis squad if he'd been in college. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, they would have been all right. Him and Amari Stoudemire on the front court. That's not bad. Would have been okay, I think. Um, all right, I mentioned this before we hit record, and I said I want to talk about it on the, on the show. Um, did you guys hear about Aaron Butler and his, like, method acting, like, that's, like, gone to a next level? Yeah, he's still Elvis, right? He says he he says he talks like Elvis still, like the accent. He does. Like he he, I, I watched the same stuff that he kind of joked about on Saturday Night Live, and uh, he says he goes when you do that, you take on that persona for two years. He goes, it's hard. He goes, I think. I mean, he's like it sounds pretty cool. It sounds pretty cool. I mean, he just did it perfectly. <laughs> I won't shame him for it. I may, may not have I mean, you can, you can do it pretty good too. I mean, you might want to. I mean, you could you could show us if you want to. You asked the nice woman at Moondance last night if I can sing Elvis. There may or may not be a little bit of video of it. Were you hit at Moondance last night? Oh yeah, Dude, there you go. A little deli to hammer and ale to Moondance. No, to Babalu then to Moondance. Jeez, oh. <laughs> that's the quad factor right there. Yeah. On a Sunday, that's aggressive. Got a little dicey. Good time though. Yeah, I mean, obviously the the whole method acting thing can get dangerous if you keep it going. We've, and that uh, what what's his name did for years? Um, Daniel Day Lewis. No, yeah, I mean he did, but not. I'm thinking of um, Joaquin. Yeah, Johnny Cash. Yeah, him, but not when he was doing Johnny Cash. Like when he was just doing that bit, like when he was on, like Letterman and stuff like that. Like was just weird for multiple. Yeah, years. yeah. He eventually came out and said it was just to boost hype for whatever movie yeah. it was. When he was like, a rapper. like and and I I appreciate actors and actresses. Like it is a craft, it's a job. You you have to be good at it. But at what point do you just become an asshole? Like you're not Elvis. Just quit. Just quit. You're not Abraham Lincoln, Daniel Day Lewis, quit. Like, <laughs> take off the hat. It's just, I just, and like I said, like I'm, I'm not as good at anything as they are at what they do. So I, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm judging them or anything. But at what point are you just an asshole? Like, you're an actor. Like your job is to go in and out of. So like, just do it. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I didn't really get too much into method acting when I did it, but I, I mean, I played a white supremacist on TV, and uh, you didn't have to pretty much for that, <laughs> did I not? Though, and so you know what you'd be a good fit for white supremacists. I'm like, oh, well, what happens when you show up in a wife beater? 
They're like, my God, he's a genius. Wait, they actually said that to you? No, but like oh, it was okay. like the one that I was like, I don't know how I would take that. I'd be like, excuse me? <laughs> like I said, because I'm white, because of this, I get it. Yeah, I don't know. I so my wife had a had a theory that he was doing it as a build up to the Oscars to try to push for him to win the best actor, which he didn't. Yeah. So I wonder now if he'll just all of a sudden stop doing it. Who um, who won the Oscars? What won best I mean, picture? Uh, I'm pretty sure everything, everywhere, all at once, like won everything. Um, yeah, they won. Brandon Fraser won something. Yes. Yeah, he did. That's the that's the one that I know won. He definitely won. Did he win that it was, for Monkey Bone? Was it like a retroactive? That was awesome that he won that, and you could tell like it like meant something because he's been through some shit. <laughs> him winning this one was a makeup for him not winning for Monkey Bone actually. Yeah. For the mummy, we owe him this. Was Elizabeth Hurley in that movie with him? Yes. No, that was um wait. What am I thinking of? No, no, no. That was in uh where like she was the devil. Yeah. Monkey that, Bone. Yeah, I wouldn't monkey bone. I wouldn't monkey bone. <laughs> Remember the old Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg, Elizabeth Hurley, same thing. The Oscar gift with Brendan Fraser where he goes <laughs> the, the finger guns. <laughs> I saw that uh when uh the the thing going oh, around bedazzled was what it was. bedazzled is what it was bedazzled. yeah good film if I remember correctly another good Brendan Fraser movie was um the that I liked for some reason no we talked about like Alicia Silverstone yeah uh, Pleasantville that was him Pleasantville was good. that was the black and white right yeah Christopher Walken yeah they were in the bunker movie. that was yeah. a good movie no, that was Blast from the Past that you're talking about. Pleasantville. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pleasantville is not Brandon Fish. Right. Pleasantville was... Um, you see... Pleasantville was good. I can't remember who was in there. Colin We're Hanks. in a bunker, and you can't leave. We got groceries for days. Your tone is all wrong. <laughs> you're talking to my man all wrong. You do it again, I'll stab you in the face with a soldering iron. Take this uh, one and stick it up your... <laughs> okay, so best picture was everything everywhere all at once. Has anybody has anybody seen that? No, no one's no. ever seen an actual best picture. But I've heard it's really good. Michelle Yeoh was best actress. By the way, Top Gun should have won that. Top Gun was nominated, right? Do you think so? It was I nominated. It was, I thought it was nominated. No, it was. I just thought it was just okay. No, it was fucking good because you know what? That's what a movie should be. Don't give me three and a half hours of what you think is cinema or whatever. Give me two and a half hours or two hours of just jets flying through loud noises and Tom Hanks being a badass trying to save like movies. You know who like to have seen that in theaters? I mean, Tom I would Cruise. Have. I saw it in theater. I know you did, Joe. I invited you that day. You didn't show uh, I got you said text Tom. Me. You said Tom Hanks. It was Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Sorry. Same guy. It's because he said Colin Hanks earlier and threw me off. I knew, I knew he was wrong about Colin Hanks. Well, Top Gun, won for, Top Gun won for best sound, so there you go. Okay. Uh, yeah, everything, everywhere, all at once, pretty much won everything. All Quiet on the Western Front won a lot of stuff. 
Uh, there was a best animated short film that was nominated, and it was great because it was um, Pedro Pascal was doing the introduction for each nominee, and there was a animated short film that was called My Year of Dicks. And it was just funny to hear Pedro Pascal go, My Year of Dicks. Is that like what I think it would be about? I think so. Surely not. What else would it be about? See, I don't know if it's like an employee at Dick Sporting Goods. Oh, you know what? See, I got my out of the gutter. That's it was my, it was my tell-all memoir. The film was based on Pamela Rabone's 2014 comedic memoir, Notes to Boys and Other Things I Shouldn't Share in Public. So I would assume that it is about penises. Also, horrible name for a book because obviously she did share them in public. I think that's kind of what they were going for, but. Okay, say, um, say they made a say they made a actual movie based on this. Who would be the main character of My Year of Dicks? I've got some nominees. We'll talk about it off here. Wait, did you say my year of dicks or did you say my year of tits? Potentially problematic. <laughs> Isn't that what y'all said? That's for the that's for the the Patreon people. We gotta keep that <laughs> we gotta keep that behind the paper. Uh oh. I need to find it, but ESPN uh did something about um Best athletes acting in movies. Shaq, right? Do you have any favorites? Oh, I have a favorite. Go. OJ Simpson. Great actor. Great actor. Great actor in uh what was it? Uh Court. No. Um <laughs> just kidding. Naked Gun, right? Naked Gun, yeah. Yeah, Naked Gun. Oh yeah. Um Here's a list from Athlon Sports. Number one, Ray, Ray kind of, Allen wasn't bad. He got game. Jesus Shuttlesworth, baby. Yeah. They list Arnold Schwarzenegger as an athlete, which I guess is fair. He was Mr. Oh, yeah. Universe. So Terminator, yeah, that was a great movie. They got OJ on here, top five. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was an airplane. Airplane, yeah. Another Leslie, um, I almost said Leslie Frazier, Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. yeah. Mike Tyson's on here for the hangover. <laughs> Talk about method acting. Andre the Giant and Princess Bride. That's a good one. Oh, yeah. The won the pillow. I thought that, uh, what was it? Um, the movie that LeBron was in with Bill Hader, uh, Trainwreck. Yeah, he was he was better in that than in Space Jam, I think. Oh, Space Jam was oh, awful. He was actually pretty good in that. He was in Trainwreck. He was actually pretty funny. Yeah, he wasn't. I thought I you could tell he was, like was actually team. he was like acting like it wasn't like he was trying too hard. Yeah. Um. Did y'all ever see Hustle with Adam Sandler? Oh yeah. Anthony Edwards is actually pretty good in that. Really, really good. Played a really good villain. He's no Juancho Heron Gomez, but 
Bo Cruz. Bo Cruz. Hola, bitch. Queen Latifah as Adam Sandler's significant other. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Another okay. Adam Sandler movie. Um, Kevin Garnett was really good in uh, Uncut Gems. Mm-hmm. That movie was so stressful. Oh, very yeah, stressful. stressful. I watched it on a plane, and it like made it worse because I couldn't go anywhere, and I wasn't going to turn it off. No, I think the worst actor, actress, former athlete, I guess, uh, Ronda Rousey. <laughs> I knew you were going to say God <laughs> awful. She's bad, man. I mean, I mean, you look at the Fast and the Furious movie she was in. God awful. WWE. God awful. Wait. So, but that would. You, you never said The Rock. Yeah, uh, The, the Rock, Rock. I figured it's got to be the top. Yeah, The Rock would have to be number one. Is he on the list you're looking at? He wasn't, but he needs to be. I yeah, mean, like The on. Rock would be number one. But Teacher's in a lot of stuff now, too. Yeah. He's great. He's great in Guardians and all the Marvel stuff. Cena's good, too, and stuff. He's great in Fast and Furious. He's great in, uh, was it Cock Blockers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's really good in Cock Blockers. A safe word is keep going. <laughs> <laughs> he does the old uh, the old Tennessee chug in the one scene. Yeah, dude. I mean, The Rock's got. He was in Fast and Furious, obviously. Um, but I mean, you've got Moana. Um, Tooth Fairy movie. The game plan. Jumanji was good. Jumanji was good. Um, I still haven't seen Black Adam. I've heard mixed reviews on that. Um, did y'all ever watch Red Notice? Yeah. With Ryan Reynolds? That was pretty funny. Uh, Hobbs and Shaw is just incredible. It's so good. Um, yeah, dude, his his filmography. He was the Scorpion King in Mummy Returns. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. shout out to the Mummy again. Who would have thought? Great, great franchise. Is The Rock the best athlete turned actor? Yes. I mean, he has to be. I mean, has to be. The other guys. It's it's kind of weird. He's not on that list. Like, I don't know why he wouldn't be on that list. I mean, I didn't look to see. That list was probably really old. What about Hulk Hogan? It was a listicle on Athlon Sports, so it's probably from, like, 2007. (laughs) Yeah, I, I'm I'm good with saying The Rock's the best athlete turned actor. Yeah. Boom. All right. Uh, I guess last thing here. Um, York, what's your... We can kind of combine two of these items on the docket here. Two versus three kids. It's obviously a different animal. But what's the... Uh, What's the morning routine like with with all three? What are, what what's take us through the take us through the itinerary here? Is this a weekend morning or a weekday morning? Excellent question. Um, let's go weekday. I feel like that's okay. a little more regimented. So, it used to be awful when I didn't have all the kids going to one school, but now I do. 
So I used to have to get up. You know, I got to be at work at by seven, you know, so we open up. But uh, so I'll get up at 430, get myself ready, get all their stuff ready and then go in there at like probably 530 and start cutting on their lights, cut on their lights just to get them in the mode of get up. And as I'm doing my thing, I walk in there and say, hey, get up, walk out. Come back a little bit later. Hey, get up. And it takes a few different times before I'm like getting about to get upset about it. But I have their, uh, depends on what kind of rush we're in, if they have pop tarts in the car or the yogurt and their milk and all that kind of stuff. But my morning routine has a lot to do with how much did I prep the night before? Because I've got to get, mm. you know, meal all my prep? stuff. Yeah. Meal prep, which is, you know, make sure the ice packs put in the freezer make sure everything's out, make sure they don't see me make their lunch because if they see me make their lunch, they're going to get pissed about what they have to eat for lunch. I have to have that shit already in the car waiting on them because they're going to say, um, they want, the, they want the most unpractical thing in the world for lunch at school. Um, but now that I'll get my, get everyone in the car, fight my youngest to get in the car and, uh, drop her off at school first, then go sit in the long line to get them to school, but it's a, it's a process. How much, how much stress was taken off of you when you got everything condensed to one school? <laughs> like, well, I mean, whenever I have all three of them, it's not bad because Lucas is older and he's just a humongous help. Yeah. He, he's the one that gets up. No problem. And literally helps with everyone. He like takes pride. I like helping get the other girls ready. But the other, I mean, you're not going to get all three of them waking up in a good mood. You're just not. Especially now that this whole Roblox iPad situation uh-uh. reared his ugly head. Now that's all life is about. What is that now? Roblox on the iPad. Oh, I'm not. I thought that was the book Lucas fault, right? Yeah. Or was that a Minecraft book? Well, he got. No, he got a Minecraft book. That's okay. Because they were out of the Roblox books. He goes, where's the oh. Roblox books? I said, I don't know, buddy. He got that, and then he got some top 25 athletes or something, some cartoon. With the like, one, he had a dinosaur book, too, I thought. Looked so you're, so yeah, you're it like... with like a horn or a claw. Yeah. So you're like way past the age where you can just say like, oh, things are asleep or things are napping. As far as like devices or just anything like in general, like want to take a toy to school. It's like, nah, man, we can't like that. It, they're napping. Yeah. Or like that. Yeah. Like the iPad. It's like, nah, man, the iPads, iPads got to rest. It's got to get some sleep for tomorrow. Well, well, right now the iPad is um, being sent off for updates. Hmm. So <laughs> like, was it going to be there Wednesday when I come back? And I'm like, <laughs> Depends on them. Depends on the depends on the workers. You know. Production oh, you mean actually up. sent off? No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I was like, you know, you can do the updates yourself. I understand. <laughs> and she hears like I have to hide them all. She's like, what about one of your old phones? Can we put on one of your old phones? I'm like, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> but now too, like if, I, if my youngest would be the only one I could get away with saying like. Hey, your 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 bunny's asleep. Blah blah. Let's not do that. 
Because then the oldest will just be like, hey, Rosalie, that's not true. That can't happen. I was going to say, they just not let you bring it. They're just so (laughs) mean to each other. But it's so weird because, like, when they would come over to the house, like, when they would come swimming, like, during the summer over Daniel's, like, they just, like, they're the most, like, peaceful, like, quiet children. Like, when they come over to the house here, like, they literally just will, like, run upstairs and, like, somehow they know how to turn on the TV and go to YouTube TV and, like, find stuff. I went to, uh, last time I was at your house and you weren't there, Amanda was upstairs just in bed or doing something, I don't know, but I told the girls, I said, go up there and wake her up. Gretchen was like, oh, God. <laughs> just busted in the room. Like, oh. Bust in there and say what's up. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, so for me, it's, you know, it's just two. <clears throat> and they're still pretty young. Um. So I basically, on a on a good day, go to the gym, get back at like six thirty. The oldest is already up, but he's just in his room, doing whatever he does. Go up there, just doing, just doing stuff. Just yeah, <laughs> calisthenics. No, he's, getting, just, he's getting the heart rate up in the morning. <laughs> yeah, he's doing some uh, <laughs> some Jack Lalane. Some calisthenics. He does do a thing now where he'll go into the the like hall closet in uh, upstairs where all the toys are, and he'll just turn the light on and just play in there, just in the closet, which is fine. Like keep all the mess in there. Yeah. Do you guys try to play hide and seek? No, they're terrible. Like they're. Oh, I, I get it. Like they're terrible at it, but they just try to play like but hide and seek. Right, I'm gonna go hide, and then like they'll just hide. Behind like the skinniest thing in the world. Yeah. I, so like, all right, it's your time. I say, you know what? You go. I'll count. And then I just shut myself in the room. And that's yeah. like, it takes a long time to count to a hundred. <laughs> They're not really. I mean, my youngest doesn't do it yet. She's young. But yeah, like the last time we played hide and seek, I was like, all right, I'll hide first. <laughs> you go. You count, and I'll go hide. And I was hiding behind like some curtains. Couldn't see me. Perfect hiding spot. And then eventually I popped out and was like, all right, my turn. Like, you go hide. So then he just hid in the same spot that I was in. But then, like, after I started walking around, he is just laughing and just and just yelling out, like, Dad, you can't find me. <laughs> like, okay. Like, you're, you're okay, bad. I am, I am so much better at this than you are. I was about to say, yeah. do, y'all, do y'all give, like, constructive criticism and, like, notes afterwards? Uh, I mean, we'll try to be nice about it, but a lot of times what I do now is I say, all right, it's my turn to hide. And then they'll go count in the bathroom or something like that. And by the time they come out, like I'm already way down the street. I'm at Kroger or somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) I got to figure out when's like the best age to like be hard on Uh, and like don't let them win. Oh, mine's now. I I do it, especially with my son, because when's a kid day you want to race? I'm like, I don't think you want to race. You don't want it's this country. You don't want it. Um, then we'll race. And I'll have to, you know, win. You expect, which just let him win, let him win. And I'm like, I'm not gonna let him win because he acts like an animal when he loses. Then he doesn't. Then he doesn't learn anything. Yeah. Like you will you, uh, beat do you, me. Do you beat up on him pretty good at Roblox? I stay away from it. Roblox play, and Minecraft. We play Rocket League. I'll play that with him. Mm. And that game Rocket to me, fun. it's very fun. Like and it's. Everyone says it's hard. Like, I think it's extremely easy. You should start a Twitch. 
Well, I have a little bit of a twitch. No. <laughs> Is there anything that he that he can actually beat you at? No. I mean, I don't think. I'm sure there's something. If it was one of those games that he plays, yeah. But like, um, but no, there was one card game we played that he beat me at. Okay. And what nerds, obviously. Yet? No, he ain't playing there. He ain't ready for that. I wasn't ready for that. I was like 23 years old. I'm the single best nerds player of all time. I, I am. Even, I don't even think I know what that is. It's like Lauren was player saw that she was like obnoxiously good. Yeah, she was she was pretty damn good. Who? I would just beat my ass constantly. Lauren Maynard. Only mm. Smith. Uh, yeah, I don't know what that game is though. You don't just, don't just don't it's the dumbest It's not the dumbest game. It's not dumb because you think it's dumb because you weren't any good at it. I was horrible at it. I was I was legitimately like disgustingly bad at it. <laughs> y'all would just make fun of me too. Y'all basically like, y'all would laugh at me because of how slow I was. And then y'all would be like, why don't you want to play anymore? I'm like, I don't know. Because <laughs> you got my ass kicked for an hour at this game and y'all constantly make fun of me. <laughs> like, maybe that's the reason. <laughs> but how do you play it? How, what's, the, what's, the, what's the game? Everyone gets uh, their own deck of cards and you play pretty much multiplayer solitaire. Like you have a flip deck and then every, so like you're playing, you have, so I would deal to you. I would yeah. deal five or four um, cards, open face. Say I dealt you a king, a red king, a jack, a red king, a black jack, a red two, and a, I almost said a blue four, a red four. You can only, on your stack down there, you could only play cards in descending order opposite color yeah okay but if i got an ace let's say say if you or joe put put an ace down of any suit in the middle i can play off your ace yeah. and go ascending same color same suit but then the object is is to get rid of all of your nerds cards and then it's just it's, it's boring it is, to explain it but it's it is absolutely mind-boggling to watch how fast he can play it. Like I, I will one hundred percent give him props on this. Like it is insane how quickly his mind works when he's playing it. Hmm. Beautiful mind. I feel like I have played with you at one point, and I was terrible at it. It just takes getting used to, like the whole system. What I can't play is like spades. Or there's another game, a face net face ten. What's that? There's one game that everybody played. That was awful at. I'm not. It's a, it's a fast paced game. I'm not big on card games. I love card games. I love any kind of game. <laughs> More on just like drinking games. Yeah. Which I guess you can drink while you play a card game, but too much thinking involved. A lot of thinking. I'm, I'm not doing that. Better keep your eyes open. Head on a swivel. I like when we got like, remember when we got super into Monopoly for that little while. Yeah, <laughs> like take pictures of the game board. Make sure Eric didn't cheat. <laughs> <Make sure> Eric- <laughs> <laughs> Did 
to actually finish playing Monopoly. I feel like yeah, we, had, we, we, were, we were playing a Monopoly game for like days. Oh, yeah. So that was kind of like y'all's like Dungeons and Dragons. In a way. We probably just should have played like Dungeons and Dragons. Like we probably just should have played D&D. See, I don't understand all those games because it's just like you make up shit as you go. Michael Michael has an open invite to all of us that if we want to get together and play it, like he will 100% lead us in it. Pass. Yeah, but he works for he works for Games Workshop now, so he's a he's a big Warhammer 4K guy. So he's trying to get me to play Warhammer. No idea what that is. It it seems it actually seems kind of cool. I kind of want to play it with him. And they've got like um, you can play like a quick game of it. So like you're not sitting there like the whole night. You can play like a game that's like an hour. So I kind of want to do it with him. Hmm. All right. I wonder if working for Games Workshop is just like the uh, that movie. With the guys that worked at the video game, the guys that were always in the uh, movies with Adam Sandler, like Big Daddy and stuff. Oh, uh, grandma's boy. Grandma's boy. Yeah, grandma's boy. Hilarious. <laughs> A Happy Madison production. Terrific. Great stuff. <laughs> All right. <laughs> The guy, the guy that's the he's the guy in the trench coat in that movie that's like I am a robot. <laughs> Nick Swartzen. <laughs> was it him or no? It was the skinny guy. Yeah, he was the like, guy. Oh, oh, the guy from Dodgeball. Guy from Dodgeball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Place it on my face. <laughs> oh, Joel David Moore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. He's also an avatar. What the fuck? He probably has himself. I was going to say, he didn't have to change much. <laughs> You're blue now, so. I'm blue. Do y'all think Avatar is good? No. I don't know. I never watched it. I just don't understand it. The movie's not bad. The ride is awesome. Like, the ride is Sick. Are you a big roller coaster guy? It's not a roller coaster. It's um, um, you're basically you get strapped in like you're riding on the back of one of the things, and like you can actually like feel it. It's like it's breathing. Like you can feel it moving, and then it opens you up, and it's like this giant screen. So it feels like you're like flying and stuff. Where is this? Disney. Animal Kingdom. Man, that's another thing. We can, we we can close here. York, when do you think you're going to take your crew to Disney World? I feel like they need to be. A lot of people do it like the third birthday or like the fifth birthday, but I want to do it when like all of them can go. I think Lucas has already been with his mom, but like right now, it would just seem like a giant waste of money to be able to control yes. them all. Yes. Um, Third birthday feels really early. Yeah, I, just, yeah, I, I know people that do that. I think that's, yeah, very. Like when Lucas has been too, like, there's no way he remembers it because like he went very early and it was just pretty much, I want to say I took yeah. my kid to Disneyland. Yeah. So that's their own waste of money. But uh, no, I, what I'd like to do is one of those, um, what looks really cool, what the, the kids would think was cool, was like those Disney cruises. Yeah. 
Those look oh. cool. No, Amanda's Amanda's family Hell goes no. on those because um, <laughs> they're out of Orlando, I guess, or Cape Canaveral. Yeah, but uh, they've gone on a few of those and had a really good time. No, I ain't doing a cruise. Oh, I'd love cruise. I I want to do another cruise so bad, especially with kids. No way in hell. What's the thing though? Is they have all these camps and stuff like that where camps and stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> That's like what they do with the all-inclusives. Like they have the whole like kids thing where the right. kids just go there and they make friends and everything. Right. No. I don't like oh. cruises because like you can't see the land. I want to see the land. I just don't want to be on a fucking boat with nowhere to go. It is crazy how massive they are though. Like when we would when they would be docked in Tampa and we'd be like going into work, like just past downtown, like you could see them. They looked like a skyscraper. It was insane how big they were. The best part of a cruise is the food. It's just unlimited. Unlimited. It's all really healthy. I don't yeah. know. Like they have like a whole station for crepes. And that's just where I start my morning off. You get crepes, you get omelets, you get French toast, you get omelets, as many omelets as you want. Hey. Oh god. Say I love I love crepes. I love crepes. No. No. Leaky booby. It's a fancy it's a fancy pancake. I've never uh, had a crepe before. They're actually really good. Um Amanda was roasting me about this uh, like a couple months ago. Like, I've never had a crepe in my life. They look good. I got a waffle house. They don't have crepes there. <laughs> no. Waffle House has the same menu they've had for years. It never changed. I don't think I don't think we'll go to Disney World until they're a lot older. Yeah, yeah. I think it's gotta be no no earlier than five. A hundred percent. But probably says Yeah, because they have to be out of the phase of like, hey, we're in this public place. I'm just gonna take off running away from you. Yeah. That can't happen. Yeah. Because you're in a place that has like a million people. Right. I will say this. One of the one of the funniest things, because when we lived in Tampa, um, Amanda's cousin, who still actually works for Disney, but we would go over there with him, you know, and he would just call us up and say, hey, I've got a fast pass for Avatar or something like that if you want to drive over tonight. So, okay, we'll go over there. And the thousand yard stare that you see on parents like near the end of the day. I mean, it was like, it, it makes you question things. Like, I mean, it really truly does. Like, and you just see, like, you could just sit there and hear the bickering and the arguing and stuff like that. And it's all because the kids are too small. They shouldn't have brought the kids. They shouldn't have come because they've got a five-year-old and a three-year-old and like a one-year-old. And they just, you're like, that's a divorce. Like they're they're They can't survive this. It's over. So I've only yeah, been to Disney World one time, and the only thing I remember about it was Jason Kidd. Uh, they had a team shop, and Jason Kidd, there was a number five Nets jersey. But my stepdad, they, like, they wouldn't buy it for me, and I was so pissed. That's all I wanted. I saw the uh, the Lopez brothers at Epcot Food and Wine one year. <laughs> Just massive human beings walking hey. around. Go trees. Yeah. Yeah. Go trees. Yeah. I, all I remember, I went, we went when I was in sixth grade. 
And I mean, that was forever ago. Yeah. But I do vividly remember how expensive all the food was. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's how they get you. Like you're stuck there. You can't go anywhere else. So you have to buy their $20 chicken tenders. Yeah. Which Jesus Christ. I, yeah, I'm, I'm holding out. I'm just not going to get some, get some dull whips with a little alcohol in them. You're good to go. So second yeah, time I mean, in two days I've heard about dull whips. This is nuts. Dull whip. Did you hear about who y'all, y'all talked about it yesterday? Why was a dole whip? Huh? A dole whip. It's, it's like, like a, a it's like a pineapple drink that they make at um Disney. Huh. Okay. I've heard really about butterbeer. Butterbeer is pretty good. Is it actual beer? No, 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 no. It's like a sweet like drink. No. Yeah. And but then they, they have, have but they uh, do have alcohol. Sounds healthy. They do, they do. And Magic Kingdom at Disney, you can get it's like a frozen drink. They call it a LaFruz brew. I think it's off of Beauty and the Beast, if I'm not mistaken. And it's pretty delicious. So when it's like 110 degrees outside, it's pretty refreshing. Huh. All right. Yeah, I'll I'll keep that in mind, but for now we're uh steering clear. Dollywood, maybe. Sheesh. I know someone that was there right now, and he texted me earlier, and he was like, I can't wait to get back to the hotel and shotgun an IPA. <laughs> it's like, oh, God. Good, uh, good cinnamon rolls at Dolly World. Great cinnamon rolls, actually, Dolly World. We went there one time, and I remember they had really good apple pie, and they put the ice cream on it. Oh, yeah. A la mode. A la mode. Uh. Alamad. <laughs> That's how we say it in Mississippi. All right. So oh, I don't think we ever said it. Who who do y'all got winning it all? We'll close here. Who you got winning the whole tournament? I got Houston. Houston. I got the fighting convicts, Alabama. Oh, uh, okay. I got it. Houston 78-72. Over TCU. That's right. Okay. You can't have Houston over TCU. They're on the same side of the bracket. (laughs) Bullshit. Houston's in the Midwest and TCU's in the West. You would have them in the semifinals. You're you're right. Alabama and Houston. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You got Houston winning. Yeah. (laughs) It's in Texas this year, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's in Houston. Yeah. That's the... uh, Houston can try to be the first since 1972. UCLA. To win it as the host city. I got the Cougs winning it 69-64 over Arizona. I don't hate that. Yeah, I've got I've got Bama versus Kansas. Brady Dick, Brady Dick loses but wins the most outstanding player. How many times has that happened? I don't know if that's ever happened, to be honest with you. Be a good trivia question. I don't know if it's I ever feel happened. like it, something like that's happened before. I think someone won Super Bowl MVP but didn't win. Really? really? I think so, yeah. I can't remember. It was like a long time ago, I'm pretty sure. 
That's your homework. Look that up. Yes, sir. Your homework's that. My homework is to continually say that I'll watch the Fast and the Furious and Marvel movies and just never watch them. Come on. <laughs> Get it together. Fast 10 will be in theaters before you know it. Can't Maybe wait you can not invite me to that, too. I apologize. Any well, any, we, past, any past transgressions, I apologize for. Well, we invited you on Saturday. No show. Saturday got out of hand. I hate to see it. I was happy. I thought you were going to bail on me on Sunday. I thought about it. I was in a mood all weekend because it is what it is. All right. <laughs> Thursday, we'll be back. First round. We'll have some tournament tournament games to talk about. We'll have tournament games on. Yeah. While yeah, while we record. Oh, that, I think yeah. this is one of those things. Like I think like for the next few weeks, like we're probably gonna be a little bit more heavy on the sports side than other things. It is what it is. Yeah. A lot of we the dark mix. stuff I want to keep for next time too. Yeah. We'll mix in some other stuff too, but yeah. you know, leave leave a comment. You know, hit the smash. You know, smash the subscribe button. Leave a comment. We'll take uh, we'll take your suggestions. Yeah, sure. We'll we'll, uh, we'll cover. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll do we'll do tons of basketball. We'll do some dad stuff. We'll, we'll throw some stuff in there. Um. Yeah, we'll be on uh, Aaron Butler watch to see if he's still talking like Elvis on Thursday. Um. I bet he's not acting like Elvis. I bet he's he's probably just has that voice. He's not walking around in, you know, (laughs) full Vegas Elvis costume. Oh, hey, 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 look out now. Jack White, the best Elvis impersonator (laughs) of all time. (laughs) I feel like I feel like Vegas Elvis. Vegas Elvis would just do a bunch of stuff that we used to say all the time. York. Like he's just he's just going, come on now. <laughs> come on now. <laughs> oh, ho. Oh. Watch you look Johnny Bravo in a way. Exactly like Johnny Bravo. I mean, I think that's part of the Johnny hey, Bravo. Mama. Yeah. All right. Another another rad dad in the books. We'll be back. I I'm I think we'll we'll really be be blowing and going on Thursday with the, with the tournament on. Um, just a different kind of energy, man. It's gonna be fun. It uh, playing games are not. They're never. They, I don't get jacked up for playing games. The Thursday, go dogs. Go dogs. television. Um. Yeah, we'll be back. Uh, shout out to Joe. Shout out to York. Shout out to you, the uh, the listener, for tuning in. Um, for those two over there. I'm Zach. This has been the uh, the old Rad Dad Pie. We'll be back later next uh, later this week. Till then, yeah.